Welcome back to Trip of Change, the Jackie Robinson Show podcast. Trip of Change is a weekly podcast hosted by Jackie Robinson and produced by Dana Bach with some of the top thought leaders in the areas of LGBTQIA+, use of pronouns, gender identity, voting rights, intergenerational conversations, news, and feature interviews with industry leaders. Our goal is to provide listeners with key takeaways and actionable advice for having a better understanding of the people we interact with around the world. Let's start the show. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good for a Sunday. Yes. Yes. This week. Uh, Yes. Podcast. Yes. It, It was a very busy week. Um, but we've got a good show lined up for today. And uh, I'm so glad to see you all the way over there in PDX. You too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good, yeah, good to be seen. Happy and to this see is our 10th podcast, season four, number 10. Um, and it is National Volunteer Month. And we will be featuring today's podcast, Julie Peterson. So we just can't wait to get uh, Julie on board and talk about uh, some of the fantastic things she's done as a volunteer. Um, So this this series, this particular podcast is about philanthropists and caregivers. And so we're going to be honing in on the subject of volunteer to... um, you know, tie into the National Volunteer Month. That right, Dana? That's right. That's right. So um, right now we want to go ahead and do our administrative things. And that is shout out to our sponsor, which is Helpful Essence, Caribbean and Vegan Vegetarian Soul Food. 875 York Street in Atlanta in the West End. They have some of the most fantastic vegan vegetarian uh, dishes. And Dana, I, I talked to the owners earlier today and they said that must be working uh, uh, announcing us as sponsors because we've had an influx of people come in to the restaurant. And I said, well, I, we certainly hope so. And they're right, Dana. That's right. That's right. Right. Yes. And so uh, we appreciate our listeners going out to Helpful Essence, whether you are going live and in person uh, or ordering online. And if you order online, you can get a discount with the Clover app. Again, that's Helpful Essence, helpfulessence.com, our Triple Change podcast sponsor. Yes, thank you, Helpful Essence. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so they, they were excited about us uh, having awesome. them on yes. our, our uh, podcast. And so we want to make sure that we continue to support them as they are supporting us. And so that is Helpful Essence, Vegan, Vegetarian, Soul Food Restaurant, HelpfulEssence.com. Yes. 
And speaking of support, you can support Dana and I, uh, our podcast. There's our podcast email addresses. There's Jackie at TripleChange.com. And then podcast co-host and producer Dana Bach, Dana at TripleChange.com. And we want you to go ahead and go out to our website, triplechange.com, sign up, get the newsletter. We've been sending out weekly newsletters, and that is getting information to our listeners ahead of time. And so they can schedule on their calendar the upcoming uh, episodes. We also take Cash App because we are a firm believer of giving back to the community. And so we have nonprofit organizations that we contribute to. And so our Cash App, of course, is Trip of Change. Trip of Change. And we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. All Trip of Change. So there you go. That's right, Dana. And now we also this week we have uh, I got back onto LinkedIn. I had been off LinkedIn for a while um, because I wasn't consulting anymore. And so it's a great place to connect with the people that we want to connect with. So I am now back on LinkedIn as Dana Bach and Jackie's on as Jackie Robinson. And yes. you can connect with us there too. Absolutely. And so there will be some announcements that will be going out on LinkedIn. Um, Because both of us are back on LinkedIn because I tell you what, Dana, after I retired, I felt I didn't really need LinkedIn anymore, but I still have like over 500 connections. And so it seems like a good place, a good source, a resource for us to be able to reach out to people um, and see if we can't get them on the show. Isn't that right, Dana? That's right. Okie dokie. And so that now brings me to our guest for today um, for the National Volunteer Month featuring Julie Peterson. And so let's go ahead and bring Julie in. Hey, Julie. Hi. Hi. How so you good doing? to see you guys. Cooper, doing great. How are you? Good, good. It's been good. a long time. So good to see you. You too. It's been way too. I'm sorry, my little dog is barking. <laughs> Get it on the podcast. <laughs> yes, I know. He's chasing his tail right now. So sorry about that. Well, that's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to say that I met you, um, Julie, uh, some years ago. It might have been 10 years now. I think so. Yeah, about 10 years ago when I did that short stint out in um, uh, Portland and I met Dana and then Dana introduced me to you mm-hmm. and then we started hanging out and I got a chance to see some things about Portland that I probably never would have had a chance to experience. Um, but with the type of work that I was doing, I did kind of get a mix uh, for, on both sides of the river. But on your side of the uh, river, I was very fortunate, Julie, for you to be able to introduce me to some of your uh, very influential friends and we started going to um nonprofit uh events and then you got me involved in volunteering and doing some things for the organizations there in um 
Portland. So before we get into the bio and all the stuff that you've been doing, I want to share this with you. All right. Yes, we're talking with uh, Julie. Uh, Peterson, uh, it's gratifying to reach out to pull up. And I, I grabbed that tagline, Julie, because, you know, knowing the things that you're doing, you are reaching out in order to pull up, you know, reaching a hand out, grabbing a hand to be able to pull up. And so uh, we appreciate you for that. Now, let's go back in time. Yes. (laughs) You got some good ones, Jackie. You remember this? Yes. The dream big um that we went to. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, how about this one? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's Amy, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, what was the name of her uh, her event? You remember? Um, well, it's the Amy Roloff Charity Foundation. Um, I don't remember what the name of that particular that event particular was. team. Yeah, but it was yeah. Amy Roloff, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, that was so I, love, I love digital photography that you can keep it so long. This is great. Yes, great. Mm-hmm. I had to dig back in the archives. You did. Yes. And then this is you. We will be talking about um, the work that you're doing in Haiti with these beautiful uh, young uh, young ladies. And so uh, Mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of take you back a little bit, uh, just a little bit, Julie. Yes. (laughs) I love those photos. Yes. Um, Because I think the thing of it is, 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 in uh, being in Portland, um, talk about some of the things that you do, like with the mortgage. Let me say this about your uh, the efforts that you put into the mortgage. When you mm-hmm. post the happy faces of people who have been able to buy a home, mm-hmm. it it reaches other people that feel happiness for that couple, and they feel happiness for you. and And I think the extra mile that you go to nurture and mature your clients into buying a home that's to be commended so talk about some of that and some of the thing other things that you're doing in the community well i i appreciate you saying that and i um i fail to post a lot of times and i forget you know my the favorite part of my job i work with all kinds of people um financing homes but my absolute favorite um buyers to work with or customers to work with are first time home buyers. And it's just, it's, they're often a lot of work. Um, but the reward is so great. And, and all I have in the back of my head is the life changing trajectory that this puts this person on or this family on, um, financially, it's the biggest step that they can take, um, to get to the next, the next level in their life financially. So it's, it's a super rewarding, um, a lot of, like I said, it's often a lot of work, um, but it's the most rewarding for sure. And I, I love telling those stories. So I, I need to do it more often. Yes. Yes. There's somebody else who thinks that they can't buy, um, you know, to pick up the phone and call me. Um, that's the first step to, to moving in that direction. Well, 
you know, I know that uh, uh, this is not the subject of this particular podcast, but I know that housing prices have gone up and for you to be able to help first time buyers get into to a home that that is that's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's really wonderful. And, and I think in addition to that, you are doing stuff for um, the Cruiseway Rotary Club, a uh, board mm-hmm. chair for the Maurice Lucas Foundation active supporter of sparks of hope bridge metals i think that's is that the school bridge metals is an intergenerational multi-generational community that permanently adopts kids out of foster care and okay i remember that one we went to several of those events yeah yes yes project lemonade Okay, is that something with Beyonce or that's just something? Did she have a song <laughs> in Lemonade? Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, yeah, Project Lemonade is a great um, a project that I'm super passionate about. It's a, a, a free store for kids that are in foster care that can go shopping four times a year and actually choose, choose the clothes that they want um, instead of having things given to them, um, something that you know, they enjoy, they've chosen, they've tried on, it fits, um, and it's new. And then they can show up to school feeling, feeling confident when they're, they're in a place that's, uh, everything else is hard. Mm -hmm. That's That's wonderful. wonderful. Project Lemonade, the Brian Grant Foundation, the Pongo Fund. What's the Pongo Fund? The Pongo Fund is a pet food bank, um, and I got introduced to that. Um, Larry Chusid, who started that, is a good friend of Howard's and has been very supportive in a lot of the um, nonprofits that we've we've partnered with. Um, and they provide, um, they're a pet food bank. Um, they seek out people in need of homeless people particularly, but you don't have to be homeless. Um, and uh, And they help feed feed those pets for people who that, that is their family oftentimes mm-hmm. um, have that a, a lot of times people will choose to feed their pet over themselves. And so if they can take that burden off of, of that person, we can get the person, the resources that they need in addition to their pets. That's one for is that is that just state in, within uh, Portland or is it in the Portland area? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Larry's just done a phenomenal job. Um, of really reaching out to the, the people that need this type of help. Um, and the amount of gratitude that they see is, is, in, is incredible. So it, it really means a lot. That is so cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So then that brings me to the, and pr- forgive me if I mispronounce it, but the Jardin Vert, Vert de Josette. Yes. Very good. <laughs> you, Jackie. Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, elementary school in Port-au-Prince. Now, now that's yeah. very interesting. Giving that, given that they had a serious, very serious situation um, in the country, and then a lot of the things have not been rebuilt, and a lot of the people are still suffering. So, tell us yeah. about um, that humanitarian trip to Haiti. Yeah. So, well, just to kind of give you a little bit of background, um, I, I volunteered for. I went back <laughs> looking actually since elementary school, um, but I also, I love to travel and I particularly love culture travel. And so for me, I've actually found that the opportunity to volunteer in these countries and in really any country, because I appreciate um, 
learning about all types of cultures. And so the ability to be able to actually go and be involved in the community and interact with the local people and experience what they're experiencing on a, on a daily basis has been by far some of the most rewarding experiences that I've had. Um, that one in particularly, um, talk about a trip of change was, was everything <laughs> a trip of change could be. Um, and I actually met um, who's now be become a very good friend of mine um, about, I don't know, six or seven years ago. Um, and he's from Haiti. We met at a, con a country concert of all things. Um, uh, his, his family's from Haiti, still there. He came over, was first generation raised in the United States. Um, and we started talking about his uh, family's elementary school in, in Port-au-Prince. And he said, oh, we, you know, we want to go once a year and volunteer and raise money and that kind of thing. And I just said, you know, I just met this guy that night. And I said, if, uh, if, if there are ever any trips coming up, I said, I would love to participate. So um, in 2018, we got a, we got a chance to go and it was, it was truly life-changing. And the, the things that I learned about the needs of, um, I mean, there's so much need in Haiti. It's, it's incredible. Um, but education, one of the things I've realized in my travels, it's so easy, especially for me to want to give things and do things. And, um, I've really come to the realization that the best thing that we can give anybody is, is the gift of education. Um, and that country in particular is a 50, about a 50% illiteracy rate. Um, and that kids, if they're lucky enough to go to school, a very high percentage of them will only go um, through the through fourth grade because at that point they have to um, start working um, to help earn income for the family. Um, and particularly for girls, um, they're the they're the least chosen to attend school if they if there is a child that has an opportunity. So, this particular school um, started out as a girls only school, elementary school. So it was kindergarten through fourth grade. Um, so we fundraised, um, we put together backpacks, um, all sorts of stuff, um, to take to the kids just so that they have supplies to start off their, you know, their school year. Um, the kids pay, the families pay, um, I want to say it was a dollar to $2 a month us to be able to participate in, in attend school. Um, and they've found that having some sort of an, an investment from the family um, makes them more committed to keeping the kids going to school. Um, but one of the most profound things that I, I honestly didn't realize the impact that having a school in a, in a community, um, realizing how important it is to have the school that's in a vicinity that's close enough that they're, they're able to get to school um, because travel, travel in um, Port-au-Prince is, beyond difficult it's it everything for these people is difficult and it just made me realize how the little things that we take for granted here every single day are an absolute luxury for them um so just you know getting from point a to point b is can can take you all day um so having a, the, the school in a proximity that they can attend is super important um my friend's family um still lives down there. Um, this was the, the property that the school is on is on his uncle's property. Um, and that house crumbled in the, in the uh, earthquake. Mm -hmm. 
So instead of rebuilding the home for the family, they decided to donate the property um, to build a school, school for the community. So um, the, the school now is there in the middle of the neighborhood. There are three classrooms. Um, they've recently added a self-composting uh, toilet, which they didn't have before. The kids eat two meals a day there. Um, for some of them, that's all they get. Um, there was also um, a purified water system that was installed in the school. And the one thing that I didn't realize, because water and clean water is so hard to come by, this is actually a hub for the entire community to come and get clean water. So it's it's a part of the whole community and not just not just the school for the kids. So but uh that was truly a life life changing experience. A trip of change, huh and Julie? Yes. So, and I can't wait to go back, <laughs> but there's been so much unrest and so many things ever since we left. Um, they just, you know, don't seem to get a break. So it's just, it's not safe to travel right now. Well, I know Dana's probably thinking like I'm thinking because I'm retired. Okay. And so I have time, I have the freedom to be able to do things. And so, mm -hmm. you know, again, this is part of why we're doing trip of change because if it gives me an opportunity to you know go with you or go with someone else to another country and be able to volunteer and do something that's edifying you know and 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 it's it it, it, it puts more years on your life in terms of giving you peace of mind and freedom to know that you've helped other people and so to keep us in mind julie right dana oh, for sure. sign me up Sign Love us it. up. Love you. Sign us up. We yeah, there. I have Absolutely. two volunteers recruited. So Absolutely. I've got some other people that I know that um, they may go with a church organization and mm -hmm. they'll go to different places. And so I never really had a contact. So we got one now, Dana. Yeah, That's we do. right. That's right. Yeah, We'd yeah. love to have you. And yes. I love about the photos just that you took and just, I mean, the, the the people of Haiti have been through so much mm -hmm. uh, over decades and decades, but the bright smiles and how just the wonderful photos you had and the people, I mean, they, they were so happy in your mm -hmm. photos, happy to have the help and assistance that you provided them and, um, and what a great program to be part of. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's what you want to see. You want to see smiles. Yes. 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 You want to see smiles. And so, yeah. And so, you know, um, I know, you know, that can take a lot out of you emotionally, um, mm -hmm. Julie, when you, when you're volunteering like that mm -hmm. and you see some of the things that you see, it takes a strong individual to be able to not let it affect them to the point that they're not able to, you know, complete the task at hand mm -hmm. or whatever they happen to be there for. And so, but so then on the flip side, Julie, you got a husband because when I was in Portland, you didn't have a husband. Okay? <laughs> that's right. That's right. And I got a good one. Okay. Yes, you did. So, so you got Rob and yes. you got your dogs, Cooper and Indigo. Yes. Yes. Cooper, Cooper's a new addition to the family. I, mm -hmm. I remember seeing on up uh, uh, Instagram. How is he getting along? Oh, he's doing great. He's just... He was a shy, timid little boy, but he's um 
He's not anymore. <laughs> okay, so for y'all right on in there, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> well. Yeah. 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 And uh, I think too, I've been seeing some of your interesting uh, camping trips in the RV. So you're doing yeah. RVing. And, like uh, oh, and cooking. Okay, so I think mm -hmm. one time you did. I know what it was, Julie. It was Brussels sprouts. Oh, <laughs> with olive oil. Was it the Brussels sprouts with olive oil, or was it the Baroche bread with blueberries and something? Oh, on it? that too. Yeah. Yes. Good memory. Oh yes, I had to make it myself. Okay. <laughs> Julie goes to the farmers market almost every week and yes. picks up fresh vegetables all the time. And now I. I'm a vegetarian now, but are you a vegan, Julie, or are you a vegetarian? No, I'm more vegetarian now. Um, okay. it's, I, I did do the vegan thing for um, a year. Yes. And I have to say I felt great. Um, and I, that's really what inspired me to learn to, to cook and to seek out local produce and um, yes. become a really good, because I didn't want people to um, think that they were missing out by not eating meat at my house. <laughs> so Right, right. Yeah. It's definitely been an inspiration to me because the idea of when you decide to become a vegetarian and I over time have eaten, but now I'm dedicated to it. And I'm amazed by, I mean, there's so many wonderful things to choose from and put together and, mm -hmm. and spices and I don't miss not being a vegetarian at all. Oh, yeah. right. And that's why it's the food at Healthful Essence. Yes. Um, people come, Julie, from around the world to this restaurant here in Atlanta, because a lot of times you think of vegetarian food, you think of bland, but no, you know, there are so mm -hmm. many um, talented chefs that have come out and, you know, there were chefs back then, you know, that were making fantastic dishes. And so Mm -hmm. I dabble a little bit into it. Um, so yeah, I like vegetables. I don't, I don't uh, fry as much food as I used yeah. to. Uh-huh. Well, and I was this, gonna say, you gotta take me to that place when I when I oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also you talk about farmers market, they have an international farmers market here in Atlanta that is huge. Oh wow. And you can get some of any type of vegetables, fruits, exotic type of produce, exotic type of dishes. They've got a humongous, <laughs> don't show me the wine, girl. Don't show me. <laughs> they got a humongous wine section. So I don't look, I don't have. Wait, water. I got water. <laughs> water. Water today. Julie so, yeah. did a dish that uh, was so interesting. Is it called jackfruit? Julie? Yes. Yes. And it tastes like almost like pork. It, it does. Texture. And then so she gave Bo the recipe and we went to the um, market and got all the food and we made it. And it's so good. Oh, I'm so glad to hear you like it, Dana. Yes. I was going to actually make that tonight for dinner. Jack for Oh, okay. So you'll have to share the recipe. I will. Yeah, yes, that yes. And so, so farmer's market, you got a husband, you got the dogs, <laughs> and you're hiking, and you're boating. Yeah. Um, and what is wakeboarding? Uh, well, wakeboarding is, um, it's on, it's on one board. I guess it's somewhat similar to 
kind of snowboarding, but um, but on the water. Mm-hmm. So you're you're strapped to one board, uh, both feet. Um, you're going a little. Uh, you have a, a rope, so <laughs> unlike surfing. Um, and you're going about twenty miles an hour. Wow. <laughs> and it's super fun. I love it. Yeah. That and surfing. Yeah. Water sports. That's right. Yes. Uh-huh. A little less the older I'm getting, but <laughs> <Hello. fun>. yeah. <laughs> that happens, but you just keep at it. Keep the old bones oiled up and you'll be I fine. Still love it. Yeah. <laughs> So, Julie, when did volunteering become a part of your life and and share why it's so important to you? Um, Well, I was actually thinking back here, just getting ready for this. And um, I really actually started volunteering in grade school um, at West Salem Elementary. Um, I would take an hour of my either over lunch or an hour class and and volunteer um, for the special needs um, classroom. Um, And I just I it was just something that I always loved doing. Um, and I kind of got out of it, um, until college. Um, there were college credits that you could get, um, in exchange for volunteering. Uh, and then I started volunteering for the department of human services and the children's, what was it called? Children's services division, um, back then and, and did childcare for, um, kids whose mothers were in group therapy train uh, group therapy sessions um, and the children had experienced some sort of um, physical or uh, sexual abuse or parents were um, struggling with addiction issues. Um, and that was just an incredibly eye-opening experience for me to see the struggles that these kids were living with and actually sh- shocked at how well that they were coping on the surface. Um, and it just made me realize um, it seems so overwhelming. Um, but I always, um, I had someone tell me once, you know, you may be one person in the world, but you may mean the world to one person and realize oh, that. Yes. It's, it's been my favorite. And, and it's so true because it's so easy to get um, overwhelmed by the by the need. Um, and for me to just focus on if I can make a difference in one person's life, what that difference in that person's life means to the difference that they'll make in, in other people's lives. Um, and that's, it's just, it's super rewarding. It's super, it's, it's hard. It's stressful sometimes. And like you said, you know, it, it can make you really, really sad. Um, and then I focus on what the change can be. Um, so yeah. Well, it seems like there has to be a balance, um, because I know for myself having, um, done volunteer work, mainly Dana through the church, you know, for women in Morris Brown college, you know, or another organization called Seroptimus International, um, it, it can be time consuming. Um, and I know for the church, it, and it ended up, I was in like seven different organizations. And so it's easy to see in your, in your day, how much time you're spending either as a volunteer or on the things that you need to do 
for yourself. So, you know, when we look at your bio and we see that you're doing hiking and boating and wakeboarding and other cooking, there has to be a balance, like, you know, because this, what you're talking about, it sounds very stressful. Um, And I know a lot of times we as boomers, you know, as retirees, we have done um, volunteer work for those types of organizations, but then we get to a point where we want to do more happy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, um, like the blues Audubon association, you know, things that, you know, are interesting, but happy, but there are other th- or, um, organizations that still need the need. So how, how do you, how do you balance that? Well, that's a great question. And and honestly, I you know, while I say it's hard, I also find that the volunteering is so I've done so many things when it comes to, to nonprofits. And a lot of my efforts over the last, you know, 10 to 15 years have been um, fundraising for a lot of these organizations. I I guess by default, um, somehow I ended up you know pretty good at it. Um, but it wasn't really my favorite thing to do. Um, and so I personally kind of have evolved to where I'm doing less and less of that while nonprofits need all of those things, just like you were talking about with the tents, you can't do one without the other. So everyone has an important role in my opinion, and whatever you choose to do is equally as important. Um, but I, I kind of evolved to where, um, I just decided it, the fundraising wasn't really feeding my soul anymore. What was really feeding my soul was connecting with the people that we were having a, an impact on. Um, and wh- while I say it's stressful and sometimes it's hard, it's also by far the most rewarding. And it's the part that I enjoy the most. So um, I actually leave feeling inspired, even, even if, um, you know, there's been something that's been a little bit challenging maybe in that experience. Um, but I wouldn't change it for the world. And I always think I come out feeling grateful because it really puts in perspective how much I have and how much, um, how much I have to give, I guess. Right. And then, and that's, you know, when Dana and I went up into the mountains up in death Valley, you know, and you, you realize you are just a little speck on the earth. Mm -hmm. It's very humbling. Um, but let me back up for a second because Dana asked me about time, talent, and tenth. Um, mm-hmm. And where that comes from is from church where uh, they talk about giving tenth, tenth of your salary, or you give your time, or you give your talent, the three T's, you know, and some people can give all three, and some people uh, give time and talent some people just time some people just talent and so you know when you're able to do all three that's a blessing within it itself and so that's why it makes you a philanthropist um and caregiver to the people that you that you service um dana you you have any more questions for julie oh i just wanted to kind of share so julie and i uh grew up together and um, and then went to college together and mm-hmm. been best friends for decades. And so it was so fun to have Julie meet Jackie and for you guys to become such good friends. And now look at here, we're all here. Oh, we are. And, yes. and it's a shared passion 
of, um, I think all of us, three of us have is the, the desire to give back um, in some capacity. And I just have uh, always been so supportive and, and just admire Julie for all of her activities. Sometimes she was on five, like active with five uh, charities at once. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's just amazing. But she's over the time introduced me to so many amazing people doing amazing work um, and has really inspired me to uh, become a uh, you know, to take my volunteerism to the next level. And mm -hmm. so um, I, I was just telling Julie the other day, I, I had, uh, Jackie knows too, but I had that, uh, I got a phone call on Wednesday afternoon. Um, I was getting ready for our podcast, Jack, and the phone was blowing up. It was the high school where my oldest son, Mac, went. He does not go there anymore. And the other two boys do not go there. But they needed a chaperone for the Oregon State Thespian Festival. And I still had all my credentials all set up. They just needed to push through one form. And they said, if you can't go, then the kids can't go. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the kids have to go to the festival. I mean, these are <laughs> kids. So I got to spend a weekend with all these high school kids um, down in Salem at the uh, Oregon State Thespian Festival. And I just, you know, I, they had a wonderful time. I had a wonderful time. I was so happy to be able to have the time to give to them. So Absolutely. They it. So mm -hmm. it's just one of those things like, you know, that I think is ingrained in all of us um, is to give back. Aren't there other organizations too, Dana, that you work with? Yeah, I really do a lot of work with Lincoln High School. Um, I was on their board of directors uh, before I got cancer. Um, and then I work with Matt Zbretsky, who is one of our guests on our earlier podcast. Um, he does Playwrights West, which supports um, young playwrights and um, uh, and young actors. And uh, that's and I've done worked with West Sylvan drama and then the elementary schools. And so I really love public education and I love um, working with uh, future leaders. That's wonderful. Yeah. And I'm inspired too, you know, having retired and kind of pretty much settled in my Petticoat Junction little town here. <laughs> um, you know, I'm like three blocks from the Senior Citizen Center and they just approached me the other day about maybe doing some computer classes for the seniors um, there. I'd love to do that. And so, yeah, uh, Julie is it, it, very inspiring to talk to you knowing girl the stuff that you have been doing in the portland area and like i said i met you 10 years ago and you're still going strong <laughs> still going strong yes yes beautiful you look wonderful quickly, i want julie to talk about the maurice lucas foundation because um it is such a wonderful uh, organization and um david does such a great job uh, sharing the legacy of his father but also giving back to the community and and uh, i think it's a model that we should put in multiple cities throughout the united states um because it brings these young kids up in such a um an amazing way but Julie, if you could talk about that real quick, that'd be awesome. Yeah, sure. So the Maurice Lucas Foundation um, was started in David's dad's um, name just because of, of his, he wanted his dad's uh, legacy of giving back to the community as a, a famous NBA you know, basketball player. It was always a, a very big passion for him to give back to the kids in his community. So David started this foundation. Um, their motto is teaching life lessons through sport. Um, and so it's an after school um, tutor slash mentorship program. Um, the kids are at, and it's a middle school level. So um, we're in um, a North Portland uh, middle school and now I've gone into the second middle school. Um, the kids are referred to our program 
by the teachers. So if the teacher sees it, um, that the child could benefit from this program, um, we'll take them in. Um, it's a four day a week program. They go after school until five o'clock. Two of those days are uh, tutoring and teaching um, life skills. So a lot of our kids come from single parent households, um, you know, the parents working. So a lot of, they, they have a lot of alone time and time that they need to manage themselves. Um, so they're teaching things like, you know, healthy habits. What are habits? What it, what does it mean if you do this habit versus this habit? What Where will you, you know, how will that determine your life? Um, so in addition to helping academically and then teaching the um, life skills, two days are also um, spent in uh, athletics. So they're teaching again, life lessons through sport, they're teaching the seven pillars of the Maurice Lucas Foundation. So how do you treat people on the court? And how does that spill over into your regular life? And how does that impact your life um, based on how you treat other people? So it's operating with integrity and honesty um, and that kind of thing. So they're really, it's a really well-rounded program. And we feel that the um, middle school age is a very vulnerable age for most kids. And so um, that's the the age that we've chosen. Um, We do follow the kids all the way through um, high school and then on to college if they choose to do so. Um, We have been chosen by the Brand Jordan um, Foundation, which is um, Michael Jordan's foundation um, as one of 33 nonprofits in the entire United States. They've pared down their list significantly. So because of the results that we've seen with our kids and the number of kids that are going and graduating from high school and then going on to college, um, we have a really good track record. Oh, Um, okay. Yeah. So they're giving us a a full ride scholarship once a year for um, the chosen child um, to any school that they can get into. So if they can get into an Ivy League school, it will be paid for by Brand Jordan. Um, so um, we, we are now actually having more than one kid and they're, they're honoring the more than one child because we're having such success. That's wonderful. That's wonderful, Julie. And, li- and like you said, you know, education is extremely important because you can lose all your extremities, but as long as you have your mind and the knowledge within your mind, you can mm-hmm. still function, you mm-hmm. know? So education is very important. And uh, we thank you for that. And um, I've yeah. got your uh, contact information up if the people want to get more information about the Lucas Foundation or any other organization that you're working with. Your email address is there and your and your phone number. Or if there's some first-time homeowner uh, buyers that are uh, in the PDX, Portland, um, Oregon area, and they and they're just frustrated and they need some help, reach out. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, just reach right. out to Julia yeah. Peterson. She'll take very good care of you. Thank you so much, um, Julie. Thank you so much for having me. I, I Yay, really appreciate, appreciate the opportunity. It's so great seeing you guys. Yay, so fun. Yes. Virtually. Yes. Cheers. We'll have to do it again. And um it it sounds like Dana, I'm I'm doing a trip out to PDX. I think so. I think yes. so. We'll have to see when there's Bruce Reese Lucas Foundation event. Oh yes, for I sure. We'd love that. to have you guys for the Oh, next that week. would be yeah. wonderful. Usually yeah. September, October. So yeah, I'll definitely keep you okay. posted. And then okay. we gotta get to Georgia. Yes, we're gonna work Absolutely. on Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anytime. 
<laughs> love it. Love it. So good to see you. Thanks for joining us. You too. Thanks so much, you guys. Bye. Oh, that was fantastic. She fantastic. Um, yeah, that was wonderful to kick yeah. off uh, our uh, April uh, National um, Volunteer uh, Month. Yes. And we've got some really good shows lined up yes, for April. Yes, uh, uh, it is philanthropists and caretakers, which, which are, you know, for, for, we talked with a philanthropist, Miss Julie Peterson, and a caregiver because she's giving back um, to the community. So yes. next week we we'll have um, a, a, a discussion again about volunteerism. And then on the 20th, we um, have some guests lined up to talk about the emotional toll um, that is on our family members or caretakers when we have to take care of other family members who who happen to fall ill with a serious illness and they need a lot of care. And so um, we're going to be talking about that. And then, Dana, where are we going to be at New the York end of the month? City. Yes, the big out. New York City. Right. Here we come. Watch out. Watch New out. York, here we come. <laughs> And we'll be broadcasting live from New York City yes. on the 29th. I think I put it down as the 29th, uh, Dana. Yes. Not that Wednesday, but a few days after that. We'll get that after going. That. Uh -huh. Friday's birthday, Wednesday, and then we fly Thursday. And then the 29th is our first day in New York. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Uh, uh, so we would love to hear from you. We would love for you to... Uh, join our mailing list, join our mailing list so you can get firsthand knowledge of upcoming events and other things that will be coming down the pipe with Tripper Change because we've got some fantastic ideas and some fantastic, some fantastic things lined up. We need you to go out to um, uh, uh, TripperChange.com to sign up for the newsletter. We're on Instagram at TripleChange.com. And this video will be available on Wednesday on our YouTube channel, which yes. is Triple Change, along with all the other uh, uh, podcast episodes we have already recorded. So email us, reach out to us, like, comment, and share when you see us on social media platforms. Thank you. And LinkedIn. To and LinkedIn. Oh, and LinkedIn. Back on LinkedIn. We'll have to add that later in terms of where we are on LinkedIn. We just got back on LinkedIn. So. It's yeah, new world. Yeah, new world. So we'll see you on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, and absolutely thank you to our sponsor, Helpful Essence. Oh, we forgot one thing, Dana. Oh, we did. Oh, we did. We did. Hold on just a minute. Yes, yes. Oh, I... just a minute. Just a minute. Ranger Betty Reed Soskin. Yes. Okay. Miss Soskin. Now, I don't know if you remember, but when we were um, in Death Valley, one of the reasons why I, we were talking about places to go. And I wanted to, um, at first we talked about San Francisco and she was the lead ranger at Rosie the Riveter World War II um, National Park uh, outside in the Bay Area. And um, 
I just was hoping that COVID would be over and hoping to maybe see her um, because she is just so legendary in her um, uh, dedication to service and her story is so unique that she actually became a ranger at age 84 and she is retiring at age 100. 100. Yes. Right. And so on, out on NPR, the oldest black park, um, well, she is black, oldest park ranger who told the story of black women in World War II retires at 100. And yes. it's a fantastic story about her life um, and her history. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what you say, Dana? She's legendary. Just legendary. A park ranger. Here it is. Programs, Rosie the Riveter, uh, World War II, Homefront, National Historic Park in Richmond, California. Okay. She's put in a lot of volunteer time as a park ranger. And you say she started at 84, Dana? I believe she officially started her ranger job at 84, but she had been very much so involved in the planning um, of telling the correct history of the World War II, women in World War II um, that worked in um, that time. And especially from uh, her uh, perspective and her family's perspective and her friend's perspective from um, a black perspective. So it was really important for her and she has changed um, and able to, sh to, to share the correct history. Wow. Right. And because you're so interested in visiting national parks, you know, that would have been really up your alley if you had had oh. an opportunity to see her. But um, maybe we could reach out and just send her a, a congratulation and how we much do we that. appreciate her. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Betty. Ranger Betty. Ranger Betty. Ranger Betty. All right, that's another one under the belt. We did it? Is that we our Is it? This ten? is number ten. That's crazy. Yeah. I know. Congratulations, Jackie. This has been great. Congratulations, Dana Bot. Thank you. Thank yes, you. and look, the the uh, camera looks good. Lighting looks good. The lighting you looks good. You <laughs> love it. We love it. So and All I'm right, so that we connected, uh, reconnected with Julie collectively here and learned about her trip of change and all of her experiences. And um, it's just very inspiring. Very inspiring. Like I said, you know, um, you know, I've been to international uh, places, you know, that's how we was like, oh, let's go here. Let's go there. Um, but to be able to be on a mission Mm -hmm. um, and have a specific goal in mind that is going to put a smile on somebody else's face. That is definitely the type of trip of change that we talk about, uh, uh, Dana, because it's not only mental, right. it's physical as well. Yes, yes. So I hope that we can make it to Haiti one day. Oh, man, yes, because I know the history of Haiti. I know all about it. Yes. yes. I talked about it. Yes, yes. Yes. So thank you so much, Julie, for being our guest today. And uh, we'll see you next time. And in the meantime, take a trip of change. As Jack says, keep smiling. Keep smiling. <laughs>